Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I am the pastor of Providence Church. It's a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America. Today is Wednesday, November 4th, 2020. This is edition number 30 uh, of season two of the Morning Devotional. This is a, a special edition. I've been doing um, special editions of the devotional this week in light of the elections that are occurring in the United States and continue to occur as we are now a day removed from election day here in the United States. But of course, these matters, as all matters, uh, fall under uh, the rubric and counsel of God's infallible word. And so this morning we're going to consider Isaiah chapter 46, uh, reading uh, from verse 8, uh, reading through uh, verse 11. But let's pray together first, and then we'll, um, we'll uh, look at these verses briefly uh, together this morning. Let's pray. Father, as we come to your word this morning, we ask that you might help us and give us grace, that you might sustain us in our time uh, of study, that you might give us your spirit uh, to uh, help us understand these truths, that we might uh, uh, read them, uh, we might know them, we might love them, and might be comforted uh, as a result. Uh, give us your spirit, help us, uh, strengthen us today as we seek to serve you in all that we do, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, we are looking at Isaiah chapter 46, verses uh, 8 uh, through 11 uh, this morning um, uh, in our time of devotions. Isaiah chapter 46, beginning in verse 8, Remember this and stand firm. Recall it to mind, you transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my counsel from a far country. I have spoken, and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed, and I will do it. Now here we have uh, one of the more clear statements in God's word as to the divine right uh, and uh, divine sovereignty of Jehovah uh, to rule and reign in his uh, kingdom. We have considered this week already various aspects of this uh, particular doctrine that is uh, most fundamental to a right understanding of who God is and who we are in relationship to him and his decree and his creation and his world that he has made. We've considered how we must trust our God in all things, acknowledging him that he might direct our steps. We've looked at Psalm 115 verse 3 that tells us that God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases to do. He is God after all, and whatever it is he does is good and righteous and holy and always designed for the good of his people. Here we note again a, a very definitive statement uh, at the uh, through the pen of Isaiah, but it's God himself who is speaking definitively uh, to these uh, various matters. He wants us to remember. He wants us to, uh, uh, to draw strength and hope from these words that come. And in verse 9, we read, For I am God, and there is no other. 
And the God, of course, that we're describing and discussing here is the true God of heaven and earth, the God who made all things and orders all things and decrees all things, uh, the, the true God uh, as compared to uh, the gods that the people of old uh, had given their hearts to, had given their affections to, gods that could do nothing for them, could speak nothing to them, could accomplish nothing for them. Um, no, we're talking about the living and true God, the, the, the God who indeed orders all things. I am God, there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from, the, and from ancient times things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. Now here's the crux of it really when it comes to the issues that face us in this country, in the United States specifically, but really it would apply to any uh, country, any circumstance, and it's simply this. It is God alone who determines and decrees the events of our lives. He has ordered our days. Um, uh, we are but grasshoppers on this earth. Uh, he regards us in that way. Um, it's not to say that he doesn't love his people, because he certainly does, but he is the one who is decreeing and ordering all things that come to pass. He's declared these things, the ends of all of these things, from the very beginning. And that includes, of course, the election that uh, many of us uh, st uh, stayed up late last night. If you were like me, I was up and I napped here and there throughout the course of the night when I realized that we really weren't going to know anything. And, and now we have a, probably a, a, a more clear picture as to what may occur, and I'm sure that's going to upset some people, and it's, going to, and it's going to make others happy, of course. There's going to be a winner. There's going to be a loser. It's just the way it is. It's life. But here's the thing. All of this, every jot and tittle, of the events that occurred in our election and in the election in this country last night into today and further into the week has been ordered by a sovereign God. He has declared these things. None of it is a surprise to him. He has structured it. He has ordered it. He has defined it. He has determined it. And it will indeed accomplish all of his purposes. And that's what he says at the end of verse 10. I will accomplish all my purpose. Now, one of the problems that you and I have uh, as creatures who can't see one millisecond in front of our own nose is that we want to know the purpose. We're naturally, I think, and sometimes sinfully so, inquisitive as to the future. And oftentimes, it's that inquisitive sense in which we'd like to know the end from the beginning. We would like to know the purpose, but we are not told necessarily the immediate purpose or even the long-term purpose as to why God is doing what he is doing. That causes us anxiety. It causes worry. It causes us to wrestle and to question. And of course, we're told elsewhere in the scriptures that these things are unnecessary and really unhelpful. In fact, they're just flat-out sin. And as one who wrestles with these things, uh, and I have for many, many years, um, I'm painfully aware of the, of the struggle in that area. But here's the thing. When a sovereign God determines to do something and he determines to accomplish all of his purposes, we know definitively what at least two of those are. And they ought to be enough to satisfy God's people. First, God accomplishes his purposes by bringing to himself the glory that he alone is deserving. 
Uh, if he is the one true God of heaven and earth, if he is the one who has ordered all things, if he is compared to the dead idols of Israel, if he is the living and true God, then he alone deserves and in 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 um all worship, all glory, all honor, and he is going to secure that for himself. Um, left to ourselves, you and I would never strive with any deliberate intention to honor the Lord. And the second thing that God does in declaring his purposes and accomplishing his purposes is that he will bring his people uh, safely where he is. And so Jesus tells us as much in John chapter 14, uh, when he is talking to worried disciples, when he is talking to a troubled band of men who have sacrificed much to walk with him and learn from him over the course of three to three and a half years, he tells them that they are about, he is about to leave them. And in John 14, we read there, beginning in verse 1, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. And of course it goes on in the narrative. Thomas asked the question. Jesus offers that famous, that well-known verse in John 14, verse 6. The whole point I'm trying to make here is that the second thing that God is accomplishing for his church, either in the church of old or today, is that he is working deliberately uh, through the course of history, through all of the events, the ins and outs, and all the electoral votes, and who voted and who didn't vote, and who voted for who, and who didn't vote for who. All of it is being ordered in such a way that will bring the church of the Lord Jesus Christ safely to their heavenly Rest And so, as we consider how he is the one true God who brings glory to himself and guarantees the purpose by which he sends all things out, we know definitively that that's one of the things that will be accomplished. We should also note that when God does these things, he seeks counsel with no man. He doesn't ask you or me what we think about these matters. Uh, indeed, he counsels with himself. He, uh, he, as the triune God, counsels with himself uh, to, uh, to do the things that he is purposing to do. And so we have an illustration in verse 11, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my counsel from a far country. I have spoken and I will bring it to pass. I've spoken and I will make it happen. And it cannot be thwarted, it cannot be changed, it cannot be altered in any way, shape, or form. And so the comforting element first is for us as Christians is that as, as Christians we should want and desire the glory of God in all things. That should be our, uh, our purpose in life, right? The Westminster Shorter Catechism. Question number one, what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. And that means that even if it meant our ruin, even if it meant an election that uh, doesn't go the way we thought or wish it would go, we know that God is garnering and bringing all glory to himself, and that's what we want. We want what God wants. Because we know in the second place, as he is doing these things, he is safely guarding our lives and helping us uh, and bringing us safely home. And so we pray this in the Lord's Prayer, don't we? We say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, 
your will be done. Now, I know a lot of people in life who make decisions and they, they do things that uh, affect my life in one way, shape, or form. But the fact is that none of their decisions are perfect. None of their decisions are ordered in such a way that they have great zeal for my good perfectly all the time. But I know that God does as a holy God who purposes to do and determine all that he's going to determine and do. He does so for his glory's sake, and that's what I want and what you should want. And so as we reflect upon this election, my friends, I know that for some of you, you may be disappointed. You may feel a myriad of different emotions. I don't know what you're thinking. I know what I'm thinking and what I know that we ought to be thinking in that this event, all of it, was ordered by a God who loves his church and is working for the good of, her, for the, good of the church, always and always in all things that he purposes to do, garnering, bringing glory to himself and working to help and bring the church of the Lord Jesus Christ safely home. So we put our confidences not in princes, not in elections, not in governors. We put our confidence and hope in uh, the God of heaven. Well, I trust these times are, have been a blessing uh, to you. I hope they are, and I hope they encourage you in some way as you continue to meditate in days ahead on these things and then apply them to other areas of life as well. It's not easy. Never said it was. But as we turn to the Lord in prayer, acknowledging these truths and asking him to help us believe that he's for us as he purposes to do all of his will in the life of his people. If you'd like to contact me, you can do so. The information is there on the screen before you. So until Thursday, when we continue looking at other aspects of God's sovereignty and his care for his people, I trust the Lord will bless you today and that he will continue to go before you and he will continue to uphold you as you seek to serve him.